Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishke, and this week we are going to be doing a Weekend Warrior Audit episode. So this will be a coaching style episode where I work with athletes, high performers who are interested in navigating through some sort of challenge or transition that they're having, wanting to move into one stage of their life and out of another. So if you are someone who is having a challenge navigating through some sort of transition in your athletic journey and your career or know someone who is, make sure that you sign up for a Weekend Warrior audit at readysetmindful.com under Weekend Warrior audit and book a free coaching session that will be aired as a podcast episode. So this week, I'm so excited to have my good friend Steph joining us from Montreal, Canada. I'm so excited to get into the episode and see what I can help Steph with. So let's get into it. Introduce everyone to who you are. Maybe tell them a little bit of a background, what transitions you're working with right now. Yeah. So I I grew up in outside of Toronto, Canada, and then I went down to the U.S. to play volleyball. I played at Florida State, which is where I met Jordana, my friend Jordana Price, who's also your good friend. And so that's how we know each other. Yes. Um, so I played, I played volleyball all, while I was growing up. I uh, loved my time at Florida State, really learned a ton being a student athlete that really set me up for success in you know, the business world in terms of how to manage priorities and teamwork and how to get along with people and things like that. And then I left Florida State and ended up going into the work world back in Toronto and I started at a pharmaceutical company. My, I, I had majored in business, so I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But my dad had, had actually been in the pharmaceutical industry. And when I came back, he knew a recruiter who ended up landing me my first job, helping me land my first job. I worked at that company for a couple of years, like three or four, I think. And then I ended up going to play pro volleyball in Greece for a year, which was awesome and a cool experience. And then I um, traveled in in Southeast Asia for a couple months just to see a little bit more of the world. And then I came back and started with AbbVie, which is the current company I'm at. I've been with them for about six years now. It's a really great company. I started in sales and then I actually moved to to Montreal to take a, a head office position in sales training. And then I ultimately moved into marketing, which is where I am now. So uh, yeah, that's kind of my background. Okay. I love it. And how active in the volleyball community is such a big part of your identity all growing up and then college and then playing pro or how big of a piece of your life does volleyball take up now? Yeah. I mean, it was like a huge part of my life and I've met so many people through volleyball. I'm sure as you have as well. And it was just some of the most amazing memories playing for Florida state and really grew a lot as an individual through the sport. And I just love it. I don't play as much now because of COVID and I was continuing to play. Like there was, there was a pro league that was started in Toronto and that expanded to Calgary and their ambitions were to expand all the way across Canada and eventually to the U S as well. But they've really been hit hard by COVID the last couple of years. They haven't been able to do anything in Canada because the restrictions have been super extreme up here. Um, So I played in that league for like three years, I think. One year I was living in Toronto. The other years I was flying back from Montreal for the games because it was a summer league. And so that shows you, I think, my my level of commitment and love for the game is (laughs) 
weekly from Montreal to play in the league. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And so like played a bunch of beach as well out here. Cause I mean, beach is the one thing that we can play up here in, in, in Canada during COVID cause it's outdoor at least in the summer. But uh, yeah, so not, not playing as much volleyball right now, but you know, that's okay. Going with the flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. And then I know that's such a big part of your life. I mean, being an athlete and being so active and is there anything else that you're doing right now, especially with all the restrictions in Canada to move, you know, move your mental health and your fitness forward? Any other sport that you've latched on to? Yeah. So I, I do orange theory cause it's, it's very close to my house. And so I very busy. And so it's, it's really advantageous for me if I can have something that's like super quick to pop in and out. And I love the treadmill I don't know about you but I just always get a great runner's high when I'm on the treadmill so Orange Theory has a nice treadmill component we also have a spin place called Spinco I don't know if it's in the U.S. as well but it's a it's a Canadian spin like club I guess Uh, do some of those some that's a nice thing about living downtown Montreal there's a lot of like options to work out and fitness clubs and this and that so yeah that's I mean that's what I do and then I do some yoga as well a lot of meditation and breath work and inner work, if you will, that yeah. also helps me kind of like get in the mindset to be able to work in this very busy world and just kind of stay centered through all of it and not react to things, but just approach it with calm and clarity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I always love talking to athletes and seeing how they've transitioned and what they've kind of latched onto at different stages of their life and their journey, kind of moving out of one sport and into another transition in their life. So I'm glad that you've found a home and orange theory and spin co and it's working for you. Yoga yeah. work. That's great. I love it. I know we've talked quite a bit about your direction and maybe wanting to make some changes and transition into maybe a, a new direction. Talk to me about where some of your goals are in terms of transitioning and moving into another direction and maybe what you're having challenges with right now at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so like I said, super, super happy and and grateful for my career in the pharmaceutical industry. I've grown exponentially in my 10 years working in pharma. I I feel like it has really served me in, in a number of different ways. And I'm really grateful for all the time that I've spent in it kind of grown over the past five years because I've been doing a lot of inner work, even more inner work during COVID because there's less places to go, more time to focus on yourself. And I find that my goals of where I want to spend my energy in life have shifted a little bit based on new realizations that I've had in the last five years and personal experiences I've had with how much of a difference in the quality of my life, you know, things like meditation and breath work and focusing on your nutrition, like really focusing on your nutrition and all these things have, have just led to a better quality of life, less anxiety, overall better health. I used to have eczema. It's, it's really improved my energy levels, my clarity levels, my optimism levels are all kind of at an all time high because of changes, minor changes that I've made in my life, little tiny changes over time that have made a huge difference. Um, So as much as I recognize and see the value of the pharmaceutical industry for a ton of people who need chemical intervention to either save their life or really drastically improve the quality of their life because they're living with a lot of pain, I also, I guess, 
even more importantly now, recognize the value of teaching people how to take care of themselves so that they don't get to a point where they need to rely on chemical intervention for the rest of their life. And so I, I feel strongly about that. And I feel like there's a gap because I feel like there's starting to be so much more energy that's being put in that area, health and wellness, like true health and wellness. But I do think there's a big gap because people aren't taught. Like I taught myself, we don't learn it. And you know what I mean? It was like, I went on Googled red books, you know, word of mouth as we all do, I think, you know, cause it's not in our schools. And, and I, I think it just gives me a lot of passion and joy to share that information with people and to watch them see for themselves the impact that it can have on their life. I also recognize that people need a lot of coaching because it is hard to change at first when you're living in this society that reinforces like alcohol and sugar and, you know, like all this stuff that ultimately it does not serve our health. It, it takes some, some coaching and some motivation to kind of get onto a new pattern of living um, mm-hmm. where they really start to see before it becomes easy and like second nature for them to them. Yeah. So kind of where I'm thinking of, I, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And that's, I guess, next step for me is to figure out exactly what I want to transition to and where I want to spend my energy. But I know that that's the area that really is important to me because I truly believe it will benefit so many people on the earth if they start, if they have the motivation to start to make these changes and see just how, how much of an impact it has on their life. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You have a really great background in, you know, in pharma and seeing both sides, right? So you've been entrenched in this world and been on the other side of it. And then also entrenched in your own discovery and your own inner work in that journey where those micro changes every day of you've strung them together and you've seen how that has benefited you. So you have this really cool dichotomy of like these two worlds. And so you're wanting to find a way to transition into this next phase, whatever that looks like. It makes a lot of sense. And so you mentioned having some, some mental blocks that in the way of you transitioning and, and opening up this, this door in this space, talk to me about some of the, the mental blocks that have been standing in the way, what those have kind of looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, get clear on what you want, getting clear on what you want, I think is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like, I know myself as an individual, like when I put my mind to something, I, I will find a way to be successful. So I'm not worried about that. But I, but I would like to, to maybe meditate on it and, and have a bit more clarity in terms of exactly what I want to put my energy into and then go all out in that direction. Cause I know that like I've learned through my business world experience, like you can't dabble and be successful in things like you got to commit, you know what I mean? So if I'm going to seriously, you know, change careers here. I know that I need to be all in on that, but before I do that, I want to be clear on what that is that I want to put. And I hear a lot of these online entrepreneurs, a lot of the self-education industry is an industry that I'm considering because it's apparently growing exponentially. So teaching others based on your life experience, basically the value there is, you know, in what I've learned in five years, you're communicating in like a week or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And so that's, that's why people are willing to pay money for it because they're not finding it in their educational systems. They're not being taught these things by parents. And so they go out much like we did and and learn these things on their own. So 
and recognize that there's a big opportunity there. I guess I just need to get a little, like sit down and do a little bit more thinking into like what actually would I want to start out with in terms of coaching people or teaching people or knowledge that I'd be sharing and then just go all out on that. Right. Yeah. There's so much to like unpack there and it's really exciting and also can be really intimidating and be a breeding ground for procrastination sometimes too. Right. Cause right. it's just like so big. You look at the self-education industry yes. and online entrepreneurship and everyone's a life coach and everyone's doing this and that it can be really inspiring. And it can also be pretty daunting too. Right. Thinking about what makes you unique, right? Like your unique skill set that you have to bring to the table. How is that different from what everyone else is doing? What are you super passionate about thinking about asking some of these journal prompt questions to get clear can help really add context and add color to some of this, to some of the goals that you have for yourself. So asking yourself like, okay, my life is most ideal when, you know, or I feel most alive or most filled up when, and then painting a picture of seeing where, what all of these overlapping words are, like what keeps coming up, right? Is it like this, is it the, the coaching? Is it the specific wellness topic? Is it, what are the overlapping things that just keep coming to the forefront? And those are going to be the things that that will provide more clarity and context to your idea of what you want to do in that direction. So I think Mm -hmm. it's really helpful. Like it's really helpful to write things down because that processing, the internal processing is amazing and it's great. Mm -hmm. And I love it for lots of clients, but if you're not writing it down, you're missing a lot of the cathartic processing and clarity that that can build because you're creating a reference for yourself and you're creating a map for you to string together some of these patterns and these overlapping themes and ideas that are coming to you. And you're allowing a lot more clarity to come into the picture when you're doing it that way. Right. Okay. Totally. Yeah. I find that happens at work too. Like when I'm trying to think through like how to solve something, like writing it down or typing it out just helps to you know, go through that thought process. Right. Right. You're giving, you're giving those ideas a space because it can get really overwhelming and it can be pretty anxiety provoking when you're dealing with, with so many of these thoughts and so many ideas internally. Mm -hmm. And so giving them doing like a little bit of a brain dump. Okay. What kind of needs to come out? What ideas just keep coming up? What do I keep getting like on Instagram feed? Like, where do I keep finding myself? Like, floating around? Like, what are some of these accounts that I feel most inspired by? What is it about these accounts that are lighting me up? Right. Right. And so going back to that and asking yourself these questions, like, okay, what is it that, that lights me up the most? Is it this holistic wellness piece? Is it more mental health? Is it sharing tips and quotes and ideas and workouts? Like what, what is it? And so that will help provide a little bit of context for, for direction, for sure. Right. Okay. I love that. How does that sound to you? No, it sounds really good. And there was, there was another question that you, that you said earlier that I really loved and wanted to jot down. It was like, you know, what do I feel the most, I forget what you said, but when is your, when is your life most ideal? Yeah. When is your life most ideal? I love these questions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, believer in like asking those questions and like sitting and letting them resonate too, like in a meditation or whatever. Cause that's 
how clarity comes. But yeah, so one of the strengths that I've noticed, I guess I'll start here with what I do know. One of the strengths that I've noticed in my work is that public speaking and giving presentations, like I, I seem to go into like another mode. Like I just I get a lot of good feedback in terms of being able to resonate with people authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that would even be further enhanced if I'm giving talks on things that I know are going to make a huge difference in people's life. I, I feel more authentically aligned with topics that I know yeah. are basically getting people to that optimal state where they don't need a chemical drug. I have a lot of enjoyment in having those types of discussions with people and motivating them to like, I'm even starting to do it in my life. Like this is one of the questions that came out of the Tony Robbins coaching that I attended was what are people coming to you for? So that's like another clue for like how I guess I can figure this out, but I've shared a lot of people with a lot of people, the Anthony Williams medical medium cleanse and like not only shared it with them, but like also motivated them to try it and motivated them to continue doing it, which I think is a big part of it too. It's not just knowing this information, but it's like getting people to actually do it. And I think that's where I have a strength is understanding people's psychology around it, I guess, and being able to get through to them to the point where it influences them to take action. Yeah. I guess I'm just not clear on, you know, should this be a combination of things that I'm talking to people about? Should I focus in on one thing like meditation or should be like holistic? I don't even know if that's the right word, but like, yeah, like holistic wellness. Yeah. And, and some of the other, I guess, this is like kind of like piecing together clues, I guess, to get clear on on where I want to go. But I also had a Reiki session with someone that I really respect in Toronto and she made a good point. And she said, you know, the areas of expertise that you really know well are sports and corporate America. Cause I've worked in corporate America for 10 years now. And obviously you and I both have, have a really strong athletic background. So potential clients could be working with athletes and then also working with people in the business world who are looking to achieve performance without this crippling anxiety that is really ruining their quality of life. So I actually start writing down notes on how I could put together a course geared at helping people in corporate America to achieve results without stress and anxiety that comes with it. The amount of money that the corporations in America are losing from sick days and sick leave and all this stuff, which I'm sure is fueled by poor nutrition, poor sleep, poor management of stress and things like that. So, I mean, I think there's a big opportunity there. It's just a matter of sitting down Right. And, and, and to your, and something that you said really resonated to me, like it, the idea becomes so big and I'm like, okay, I need to pitch to 50 companies on the top 50 list. Like, it's like, no, you need to create one video for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And like, just start with the content in that video and then it grows from there. So bringing it back to bite size. Yeah. Yeah. You said it right. It's so easy for things to be you know, built up so much bigger and kind of cripple us from, from even starting. And so it's taking it from that macro to the, to that micro and getting super clear on writing down what are the topics that light you up the most, right? So I want you to make a list, right? Like the top topics, um, top themes that light you up. What are these words that keep popping up for you? Like those are going to be really big. Those are going to be really fruitful for you. And then asking yourself in 
you know, so these are kind of the action steps here, asking yourself in a journal prompt, these questions of when is my life most ideal? When do Mm -hmm. I feel most alive? What, what ideas and Mm -hmm. beliefs do I feel most tied and connected to? And then Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of a brain dump, maybe a bullet point list of that, and then giving yourself 15 minutes to meditate on that and Mm. really just sit with it. Do a Mm -hmm. question, a question a day. So maybe today could be, when is my life most ideal? Right. And then just seeing what, what ideas, what, what thoughts, what images pop up for you, letting that be okay. It just kind of letting your brain circle to whatever thoughts, whatever images need to kind of pop up in that moment. Yeah. And then you can do some breath work and whatever other type of meditation style you, you like to do. But first is seeing what images pop up when you're closing your eyes, mm-hmm. just letting your brain wander a bit question for each day of the week to get some clarity. And then again, okay. writing down what came to you after that little micro session, you know, what popped mm-hmm. up. And then at the end of the week, when you're going through and doing these meditation sessions with the journal prompts. Okay. Where, where am I connecting the dots here? What patterns keep popping up for me, you know, and they Mm -hmm. point you in a more specific direction. I I love that as an activity for you. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you walking the walk is what's going to authentically connect and attract the right idea and the right direction for your life. And so you know, staying engaged in all these activities, the meditation, the breath work, the working out, that's going to be helpful in this process as well. Just you continuing to walk the walk and do all these little string, these micro activities together. That's, it's really going to help solidify where you're meant to go. Right. So stay actionable with that. I know you're really consistent and, and doing what works for you. And so I think that's really helpful. The other thing that I also, that also came to mind that is definitely something that's come up for lots of clients is the limiting beliefs, Mm. like looking at what some of these beliefs are. Sometimes that keeps us from being in full alignment with the best version of ourselves. We have this subconscious driver that's back here that we can't see, but there's the self-saboteur in there. There's all of the subconscious that's driving and sometimes stopping us or blockading us with, with these mental barriers. So that's important to look at as well. Like what potential limiting beliefs do I have? Is that something that Mm -hmm. you thought about before? Yeah, I I love this. I love the direction that this is all going. This is great. I'm I'm grateful that I get to to experience this with you because this is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I have. And, but I, I feel like there's more that I need, that I would like to drop in terms of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like there's, and I think it's, it's like you say, it's like, it's all in the consistency, like the more, and I I have seen that like massive, massive growth in the past five years in terms of where I used to be and where I am now. But sometimes the ego, okay, I'm I'm good now. I'm spiritual. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's like, yeah. Like it's an end result. Like I'm good. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, no, there's, I'm sure that there's, you know, a whole new level that I can go that I'm I know there's a whole new level that I'm capable of going to and all that's you know it's just a matter of continuing to identify those limiting beliefs and continuing to release them so I mean the best the best way that I've been approaching it is trying to be consistent with my breath work and meditation like doing group meditations a lot because I find those are really powerful yoga being connected to my body more and more like this 
even though it's hard, I've been trying to do these cleanses all the time. Cause I find that the more clean my body is like, just, I, my meditations get deeper. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot, a lot going on there, but I would love some tips on how to continue to identify and release these limiting beliefs. Cause I'm sure there are still some fears that I'm dealing with that maybe are contributing to a little bit of procrastination towards just sitting down and creating a course, like no excuses created in a couple days. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it really comes down to this. And I, I love what you said with the, with the cleanses and with fueling your body with the right things, because honestly, that is, it's the coolest way to kind of achieve these new heightened states of consciousness where you're okay. What do I look like when I'm just fueled by clean nutrition and no alcohol, no substances, like nothing in the way, like so cool to see kind of where you can, where you can get and how far you can get with that mental clarity. It's, It's amazing. And so I think this heightened level of awareness, um, really comes from identifying when your emotional brain is turned on like different situations throughout the day, different people, places, or things that have a tendency to be stress provoking or anxiety provoking, like noticing where your brain goes, where your thoughts go in those moments. And so the limiting beliefs are going to be I statements, right? Like I'm, um, I'm not capable. I'm not worthy. I can't do that. Or that's that person. I'm not that person, or that's just not me. Or so limiting conversation, limiting thoughts that are really, you have to be really aware in those moments because a lot of us have limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts throughout the day that are on autopilot. They move so quickly when they happen so frequently that sometimes they go over our head. We're just not in tune Mm -hmm. with them because Mm -hmm. they're just a part of us and a part Mm -hmm. of our wiring. And so you have to really be in tune and this heightened level of awareness to kind of catch in those moments where the, those limiting beliefs can surface when they come up. Mm -hmm. And so just Mm -hmm. be really mindful of like that conversation throughout the day and be really mindful of the conversation and those thoughts when you're in moments of stress and when Mm. you're in moments of insecurity and doubt, when you're looking on social media, when you're looking at something in the news, when you're at the gym, checking out, like, a couple girls, like in the cycle, you know, in the, in the chair next to you or, or whatever, just notice where your mind goes and any doubt, any insecurity, any fear that creeps up, just be mindful of those thoughts and take note, take stock, like, huh? Okay. Like that, that popped up. That's an opportunity for, for growth. And I'm noticing this a little bit more. And so same thing with figuring out what lights you up and taking note of that, you can also kind of take stock of these moments throughout the day and throughout the week when these beliefs come up and you write them down. And then you can use that as a reference to piece together where are these overlapping themes and these thoughts coming from? Who am I mm-hmm. around? What am I doing? What time of day mm-hmm. is it when these thoughts start to creep in a bit? And then mm-hmm. you can be really good at catching them because sometimes the limiting beliefs are a little bit trickier to catch. Yeah, totally. Does that kind of make sense? No, totally. So it's basically just observation and awareness and noticing every time a, a lack-based thought is coming up versus just letting it go by. And Right. Yeah. yeah. Catching it and getting curious about it. Like, oh, okay. That's popping up. Interesting. Might be something yeah. to think there. And sometimes we have like fleeting thoughts and 
we all have doubt and fear creep on and anxiety creep in throughout the day. But if it's something that is consistently disruptive or consistent in general, we want to look at that. You let it pass by without thought, but yet it keeps coming back like Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. the same thought. Then we want to pay attention to it because then it's a pattern. And if that's something that's disruptive or frustrating to us, and we want to feel a little bit more free and want to feel a little bit less stressed or more, um, worthy or a little bit better about ourselves, then it's something worth looking at. Another thing with limiting beliefs, another tool that I use with a lot of clients that I work with is called EMDR. Okay. Um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And so it's a super cool therapy tool that can target limiting beliefs in the subconscious, right? So if you have a thought Mm, and you have an emotion attached to that thought and a memory attached to those two things, then we can go in through EMDR through an EMDR session and really start to target some of those subconscious beliefs that you're not even aware that are at the forefront mm. and see what else they're connected to. So that's kind of a cool way to also target some limiting beliefs. If, if it's not super clear to you, we can go into the subconscious and see what is driving and, and what thoughts um, and what memories are consolidated attached to those beliefs. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty cool tool. It's, it's an intense therapeutic tool. I don't go there like with everyone, but an exercise for you to identify some of these beliefs are looking at, looking at beliefs that you do have about yourself. And these can be the neutral, positive beliefs of I'm a good communicator. I have integrity. I'm aligned in my values. And then also some limiting beliefs, like just close your eyes, see what wants to pop up there. Is it like I'm shitty at math or I get too mad too quickly sometimes. And that's annoying. Just see what wants to pop up a little bit there. Once you close your eyes and just give your brain that ability to wander, because sometimes if you're so immersed in the inner work, your, your brain will start to suppress some of those negative thoughts and be like, no, 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 let's not go there. Like, that's not helpful, but you want, you want your, your emotional brain to be activated sometimes so that, you know, what's, what's in the subconscious, like what wants to drive. We don't want to suppress it all the time. We want it to be out there and we don't want to be fearful of it. We want to know how to work with it, not avoid it and push it. Right. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. That's super cool. I love it. Yeah. So for, for action steps, we talked about doing those journal prompts. When is my life most ideal? When do I feel most filled up or most alive? You know, giving yourself that that time and that space to really meditate on that and see mm-hmm. what, see what wants to come up there. Like give yourself that right. freedom. I love that right. exercise. And then the limiting beliefs one will be really, will be really good for you. So just, again, you want to take stock throughout the week, have this extra level of mindfulness throughout the week of situations where there might be some negative self-talk or some limiting, limiting beliefs that are coming up and just resist the urge to push them away or move through them too quickly and write them down in those moments so that you can really draw attention to them. And then we can know what to work with. It's we're bringing it to the forefront. Right. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Just, I have a journal so I can just put it beside my bed and and anytime I notice anything, I'll just take a jot, jot it down. You know what I mean? To, to really talk of it. Cause I feel like, yeah, I notice like in our busy lifestyles, every once in a while, I'm like, Ooh, that was a limiting belief, but it's, yeah. 
it's almost few and far between in such a high fast paced, fast paced world. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like, I feel like to your point, like consciously tr- putting the effort and then writing it down. Cause everything, I remember everything better if I write it down, which I'm sure you have a ton of research on why, um, really allows us to get closer to releasing that belief. Yeah. 100%. It's there's so much benefit. I always call it an extra layer of therapeutic benefit when we're writing things down, we're going to solidify it, give it space to take up. And now we can't unsee it. Now it's there and it's in front of us. And sometimes we are subconsciously resistant to bring things to the forefront because it's uncomfortable and we don't want to go there. We feel like we should have moved through something already or whatever, Mm -hmm. but then it's limiting. We can't see it. We can't work on it you know, we can't move through it. Totally. Yeah. And the nice thing is like, and this is great. Cause this gives, I feel like this is going to accelerate my growth in terms of like, just taking it to that next, next step and really working faster through those remaining limiting beliefs. I'm also, I guess I would love your thoughts on this too. Cause I, I feel like I'm more sensitive to energy and this and that. And I feel like I'm on the precipice of, of a change. Like I just can sense that like something's happening. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying that balance between like, taking that action step and making things happen and also like letting life play out with the timing that it's supposed to, you know what I mean? So I I don't know, like, I just, I struggle with that a little bit sometimes because you hear the Tony Robbins of the world who are like, you know, you should have done it yesterday, but if you're not doing it yesterday, do it today type of thing. But then there's this like whole spiritual side of things, which is like everything arrives at the right time. Like what you're ready for now, you will feel an impulse about which I've noticed in my life, like, you know, there's, okay, I feel an impulse on that, you know, that now's the time to, and I'm ready to take those actions. I'm, I'm trying to find that balance between those two. Right. Right. And that is honestly the most challenging. I have struggled with that myself of being a type A, like go-getter, making, making shit happen. And then also, okay, well, I don't want to force it and things are going to happen in the right time, but it is impossible to do something that you're in alignment with, if you don't have clarity of what you you can't just start, I I get that. And that's super helpful, uh, actionable advice for people who are procrastinating, who have clarity, who are in alignment with what they want to do, but you do not want to force something you don't feel connected to. And so that's, that's the most important piece that, that I look at. I'm like, okay, do we have clarity direction and you're just missing that action piece. No, Mm. because you're Mm -hmm. not lacking motivation. You're not Mm -hmm. lacking action. You're, you're lacking clarity. So doing these activities, these exercises to provide clarity Mm. is going to help you once you get to that action um, step, right? That's not the the barrier. I love that. I love that. Actually, that just made me have an epiphany that like I'm taking steps now to get to where I'm this supposed to. This is the action. You know? Yeah. Because you are taking that's, action. that's a limiting belief I have is that I should have done it already. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm good because go. I haven't done it already. Write that shit down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really tempting sometimes to think this is an action because a course isn't created. And that's absolutely right. not true. Right. This is very actionable. The courses that you've taken, this step that you're taking and doing all the journaling, doing all the work, like it's, it's part of the journey. These are very action-based activities that you're doing. So giving yourself like that grace and that credit that you are moving forward. 
Right. Right. Like you're just, it's managing your expectations. Your expectation is that a course should be created and it's not right. That's black and white. And it's not as black and white, um, as it would seem because you are moving closer to it. You're not there yet, but you don't want to be there if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Totally. Totally. Oh, I love it. That gives me like a huge wave of relief because it's that, that is, that is a huge limiting belief that I have is that I'm not enough because I haven't figured out how to do it already. Ooh, I'm not enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big one. That is a core limiting belief, right? I'm Mm -hmm. not enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve Mm -hmm. to be happy. Those are big. So that I'm not enough. I want you to meditate on that one as well. I'm so glad that we found that one, that that one found a way to surface Mm -hmm. because there's probably some resistance to that coming out. And I'm so glad that that came out because that's, that's a big one. That's going to just help you tremendously to, to work through this. I'm not enough. Yeah. And it's so funny. Cause when I say it out loud, I'm like, that's not true, but like, obviously it's impacting me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way less than it did in the past. Like to your point, like we've already made so much progress, you know, like for, for me, in my particular case, like over the last five years, like this used to be crippling feelings of that, that I did yeah. crippling me. I didn't, I under, I didn't understand why I felt shitty. I just felt shitty, but now it's, it's like just there a little bit, but it's like still something that I can work to release. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And giving it space. And, you know, now that this has come out, I want to add an extra layer to that exercise of doing a journal prompt on, I'm not enough, you know, what feels like it needs to come out? Is there some memory that is attached to this belief? Is there some person or place or thing that's attached to this? Like what feels like it kind of just needs to have some space and come out and be released a little bit, give that a little bit of attention because it, it sounds like there was some resistance for it to come to the forefront. And now I want to just make sure that it has a little bit of space to, so we can move through it. Like we don't have to leave yeah. and like sit in the shit forever, but you do need to give yourself a window, like a five minute window to process. All right. This needed to come out. I'm not enough. What's that about? Where is this coming from? Is there a memory that's attached to this that I yeah. do some breath work with and, and release and move through? Cause yeah, let's give that some space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just makes me, I, all this stuff, I guess is surfacing now. This, this is the benefit of coaching. Cause you start to put energy towards thinking about this stuff and things start to come out, even though I know my intentions are to like what really drives me and, and what I feel like is part of my purpose, you know, here, which is to bring light and energy and motivation behind these things that I know really benefit people yeah. on a massive scale. But I also have, there's a part of my ego that's still needs to be worked through. That's like, I need to prove other people that I can be successful in doing this or creating this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to work through as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I know that's ego. Yeah. Oh, and it's definitely attached to this. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough because I'm not here yet, or I'm not good enough because I should have had that done, or I'm not good enough because I should have more followers or I should have more comments or different things that we attach value to. And there's often a person place or memory that is attached to this as well. Like I want you to think about, and I do a lot of this work in EMDR, but I'm giving you like a little bit of an insight to EMDR. So you can try to pinpoint the first time that you've felt this, I'm not good enough. And what's that most prominent memory 
I'm not good enough. And what feels like it's a strong memory that's popping up for you and just mm-hmm. giving it some space and doing some breath work to move through that mm-hmm. because that can be really helpful. Cause those are again, subconscious memories that we're not thinking about every single day, but mm-hmm. they drive a lot of our behavior and inaction oftentimes too. So this belief, I'm not good enough. You, you weren't able to identify that right off the bat, but it has been driving subconsciously for, for probably quite a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, this has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. Do you feel like you can put some of these exercises into place and we can circle back and let me know how they're working for you, but how, how do the exercises and the action steps sound to you? Well, they sound really good. I just want to make sure that I got everything. So I know that you said be consistent in things that work for me, breath work, meditation, healthy eating, et cetera, like things like that, writing down the limiting beliefs and percolating a little bit on it in my meditations to better understand maybe where that originated or just become more familiar with those thoughts. And then a question for each day of the week that I could, again, sit in with meditation and really sort of let it digest. Was there anything else that I missed? Yeah. And then just since this emerged at the end, this I'm not enough. Okay. Really just sitting on that, closing your eyes, doing some breath work and letting whatever image comes to mind, whatever memory comes to mind, just take up some space. I'm not good enough. Asking some directed questions when was the first time that I remember having this thought, right? Seeing what image pops up Mm -hmm. and how long have I had this thought, right? Asking a couple of questions and then just letting your brain wander for 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. seeing what images pop up for you. And then you can do a, a little bit of a journal after that or bullet points of, this memory popped up in college and this memory when I was eight. And then by writing it down, you're giving it space and you can move through it a little bit. Yeah. That's the last layer of the exercises that I want you to do. Okay. I love it. No, I love it. And I, and honestly, it's like, I don't know. I feel like a big weight has been lifted off my shoulders that I kind of recognize, okay, like I am moving towards that goal. Like stop beating yourself up for, for not having something created already. You know what I mean? You're so much closer than you ever, you know, you have so much more clarity than you ever did in your life in terms of where you want to be. And now it's just a matter of continuing to move the, the needle in that direction. Right. For sure. The goal is not just this picture, perfect, clear idea of what I want to do. And tomorrow I'm creating a course like that's right. not the, the end goal. And if you were believing that that was the only way for you to have success or to, to get something mm. done, then of course mm-hmm. that you're going to be disappointed in that and beat yourself up for should have having created it at this point, but you're getting clarity surrounding this product and this direction. And that is absolutely going to just build your authenticity and your connection to whatever it is that you're doing, because you're going to feel way more grounded in it. Right. Oh, I love it. Wow. That's some major epiphanies. You're very good at this. <laughs> Thanks Steph. You have so much insight and awareness. It's just a matter of doing some of these exercises that can just heighten it even more. And so that's really what 
optimization yeah. is everyone's at this different level of optimization and, and transition and their journey. You're, you're at this optimization phase where mm. you're really doing all the things you're walking the walk. We just need to just that 1%, like, all right, what are right. these activities that we can just get 1% more clarity, 1% heightened awareness, mm. you know? So that's where you're at right now, which is super cool. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited for you. This is awesome. I'm so glad yeah. I got to experience this firsthand. Yeah. You're kicking <laughs> ass, man. I'm so excited for you. Okay. So we got our exercises. Everything is all good. And we'll just make sure to connect and circle back on how you're doing. And maybe we'll do another follow-up weekend warrior audit and see how Steph is doing in a little bit. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Sounds great. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay. Bye, Steph. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. Make sure to join us next week as we have another episode for you. If you haven't checked out readysetmindful.com, make sure to check out our free mental toolkit to optimize your performance. And if you're not following us on social, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Ready, Set, Mindful. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you heard. Always look forward to seeing what your guys' thoughts are. We will catch you on the next episode.